Welcome to the Clean Energy Revolution with host Jamie Krinsky. There are a lot of questions concerning clean energy. Is it safe? Does it really produce results? How do utilities and the government feel about clean energy? The truth is that it's here. It has to be our future, and we'll give you the answers you need. Now, here is your host, Jamie Krinsky. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on this new and fresh adventure regarding the energy landscape across this great country. In this country and across the world, we are embarking on a revolution in energy, and that is our focus. Our show is about the listeners, and we are very thankful for each and every one of you. It is why we are here, and it is why this show is so important. I would like to invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts or comments to jamie at thecleanenergyrevolution.com or connect with me on my website at www.thecleanenergyrevolution.com. The Clean Energy Revolution radio show is the sworn enemy of energy and political dishonesty. We will point out political misdirection, special interest, utility smugness, and anti-energy independence. We raise and ask the questions that you, the listener, an energy consumer would ask, while also identifying perspective and applications using clean energy. Utilities and politicians, for the most part, don't care about us or the environment in the same way that we do. How could they? In this series, we will focus on the impacts that energy has on your lives, your businesses, and your communities, how it affects our economy and our environment. So please listen to this series on the Business Channel or on voiceamerica.com. It's on every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern or online through the free Voice America app or through any of the many syndication points on my host page after the show. On to today's episode. We will explore energy storage, clean energy in agriculture with a special focus on water. We will investigate the political landscape of clean energy with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and some of the other uh, leading Democratic candidates. As we start with today's episode, we are going to explore an exciting clean tech company called SolPad. The future of the sustainable and solar with battery storage for for connecting homes and businesses SolPad gives you the ability to experience true energy independence with total control of your power. SolPad uses future-forward design paired with a disruptive level of system integration. With this approach, SolPad reduces the installed cost of solar power with battery storage by up to 50% when compared to other available storage and solar products. SolPad is creating and defining a new sustainable future with, uh, with respect to energy that will help clean up our environment and make the power of the sun accessible to everyone. Today, we are, we are lucky to have Terry Jester, <clears throat> CEO for SoulPad. Ms. Jester is an experienced CEO and COO and board member with a history of working in the solar, renewable energy, and electronic manufacturing industry. She is a strong business development professional skill set in solar, silicon, thin films, negotiating, budgeting, operations and management, and entrepreneurship. I would like to welcome Terry Jester. Good morning, Terry. Thank you for joining us. 
Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's exciting part of yes, the and, to be in. Yeah, and we're, we're excited to hear about what SOLPAT is up to and uh, get your perspective on, on uh, clean energy application. Terry, can, can you talk to us about what is new and exciting with SOLPAT? Yes, um, we have developed and are beginning to produce a combination of controls plus storage for installing with or without uh, solar, primarily with solar for running your home uh, and business, optimizing your energy cost and your backup. Uh, we call it resiliency out here in California, certainly where we've had our, our challenges with uh, continuity and, and uh, utility uh, supply but certainly yeah, has been in uh, in the news lately right <laughs> certainly <laughs> certainly um, so what soulpad system does is it starts with control and we're able to manage uh, a user's uh, energy profile if you will so in in businesses we can manage their demand charges helping them save money a significant amount of money on a monthly basis and then uh, coupled with our storage system we're able to shift uh, in, in, in use uh, the production of either solar power or grid power to times of best uh, uh, consumption. So, for instance, for me personally, I pay about uh, 14 cents per kilowatt hour for my daily uh, electricity, and then in the evening it jumps to nearly 60 cents. So a system from SolPad allows me to migrate my energy use to uh, and store it and, and, and use it in a period of time where I can and pay a whole lot less. That is crazy. 60 cents in, in the nighttime. Wow. Yes. Terry, Terry, I have a few questions that, that may help our listeners understand the solar and energy landscape. Um, and, and perhaps you, you've got um, some, some good description and, and understanding that you could help, help share. First of all, why is energy is energy storage so important? And you touched on it a second ago, but but maybe just spend another minute just talking about why that is so important uh, in today's landscape. Oh, absolutely. We uh, well, particularly as a user, obviously of electricity, um, there are a couple of different things. One is obviously cost uh, to make sure that you're able to manage your electricity costs. Uh, everything continues to rise in price, of course, and the projections of electricity cost, if you look out over the years, are obviously projected to rise. So we're able to manage uh, clients' costs, but in addition, provide a resiliency for any kind of uh, off-grid uh, event that might happen. Certainly, uh, large-scale you know, problems like what happened in Puerto Rico and some of the island nations where electricity basically gets wiped out during these storms. But even on a smaller uh, and less, you know, less horrific, if you will, uh, situation, uh, we're able to back up uh, any kind of power glitch or, or off, uh, off-grid situation from storms or, uh, you know, if a power outage occurs because of some sort of a line damage, um, sure. you won't even notice with our system. It continues to provide electricity. You don't even see a glitch. So you, you mentioned the ridiculous rates in California, and obviously uh, we're all aware of Puerto Rico and any other environmental reasons. But, but beyond that, how big is the energy storage market? It, it, have you been able to quantify that as an industry expert? Yes. Uh, what we've seen uh, over these next three years is a capacity of something like $5 billion for 
energy storage just just in the home market, not counting the commercial entities that are looking at how to back up their security systems, uh, their computers, you know, all of the critical needs. So uh, just on a homeowner level, we see something like $5 billion. And, of course, if we add what, what could potentially happen with small businesses and, uh, and, and helping back up those, those critical uh, enterprises, uh, we see that might be triple or, or quadruple that number. Wow. Wow. That, that's, uh, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. What, where, it really is. What, where are the energy storage systems operating in the United States? Now, g- given I understand California and, and, and the reasons there, but are there other areas that make sense? Are there areas that don't make sense? Can, can, you, can you elaborate on, on any of that? Well, if you think about, we call it time of use shifting for, uh, you know, sort of low-cost energy collection and using it in high-cost periods of time, uh, there is markets for that in a number of states, uh, California being one of them. But there are, if you look at the tiered uh, structures that a lot of utilities have adopted, uh, there's probably 20 states that it makes sense right now. Um, If you lay on top of that the... Uh, states that exhibit uh, or have trouble, you know, in storm periods of time where uh, you might go offline for a day or two or up to, you know, a week, we've seen uh, there's, a, there's a need for backup. The home generator market or the backup diesel generator market is, 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 is what I'm talking about there. Uh, and I didn't mention that, of course, with these systems, it's absolutely clean. You don't have to provide any fuel. Um, your neighbors aren't upset by the, the noise. <laughs> There's a whole lot sure. of um, attributes about uh, battery storage that I think uh, create, you know, sort of a, a better uh, neighborhood, if you will. So, you know, there's really quite an expanse across the United States that for various needs can use battery storage. What you see, um, if I may, is you, you see different uh, applications and different uh, sizes of systems depending on the need. So if there's a large scale need, you'll see battery systems that may look a little bit like a container shipment uh, okay. uh, scale, uh, then sort of all the way down to uh, maybe a handheld portable battery system that folks can plug into the wall and maybe run a lamp uh, in times of, uh, of power outage. Uh, we land kind of in the middle of that. We provide a two kilowatt hour building block. So you could run your refrigerator and your computer overnight if you were up without power. Um, what we typically see is folks, it's, it's, as I mentioned, a building block approach. We see folks uh, buying multiples of the boxes and, 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 and hooking them uh, together to be able to provide, uh, again, extensive sort of support for either off-grid or, or, or cost optimization. That's, uh, th- that is fascinating. It, it, it does appear that the technology has, has just been so rapidly improving, and, and it sounds like you've got a, a real sweet spot uh, with, with your uh, deployment. In, in a minute uh, or less, can, can, you, can you give us any insight on how energy storage is useful on, the, on a grid scale? Is, is that something that you, you have knowledge of and, and certainly that, that maybe you're working towards? Well, you know, we, we've been lucky enough to be part of a, a couple of uh, consortiums, one of which uh, is headquartered down in Los Angeles. So I get to uh, meet with and listen to some of the uh, 
leadership of the various utilities, and of course, California is one of one of the largest <laughs> economies, and and certainly most populous uh, places in the world. It, so what I hear is that the utilities are very much looking at how uh, storage can supply, uh, uh, you know, a reservoir of power as needed, can help shave off peak demand where. You may have to bring in power from other states or from other sources that maybe are less desirable. So it can provide a, a uh, an amount of planning security for the utilities that, uh, as you certainly mentioned, we've had challenges with in, in our state. But um, given that power plants are expensive to build and long time to permit, of course, um, sure. I think it provides the type of uh, of, of operating freedom for the utilities that maybe they haven't experienced before. Uh, as you mentioned, Jamie, the, the battery technology is moving very rapidly, really pulled forward a lot by electric vehicles, but also the demand that folks see uh, potentially with these utility um, scale of, of, of buys. But okay. I think it provides another tool in the toolbox, if you will. Well, this is this is fascinating. I, I have so much more to talk to you about. Would, would you mind holding over till the next segment? We're up against a break. Um, if you oh, would come back, we've got a few things to talk about. So we're we're on with uh, Terry Jester, CEO from Soulpad, who's given us a very good look into energy storage and the benefits, along with the market. Uh, we need to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, finish up with with Terry talking about energy storage. And we'll move on to some of the other topics of the day. Uh, Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate in the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business. You are listening to the Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the Clean Energy Revolution. 
before the break, we were talking with Terry Jester, CEO for SoulPad, giving us a fabulous look into uh, energy storage, the applications, the market. And we're going to continue that conversation. Uh, right before the break, Terry, we were talking about how energy storage is useful on a grid scale. I want to divert for a second. And and can you weigh in? And, and, and you did on, on top of our conversation, but... Can energy storage technology work with all fuel sources, or is it just best to pair with solar? Any insight on that? No, you can use it with all sources. Um, You know, it depends on the product specifics, but uh, there are uh, connections to solar, which, of course, makes perfect sense when, when you're generating that power and you'd like to use it at another time or you need it uh, if you're connect- disconnected from the grid for whatever reason. But there are, they call them AC batteries that can charge off the grid. Again, I think providing a, a much cleaner alternative to some of the styles of backup generators that uh, use fuel. So there is a broad range of storage uh, options for folks out there. So it, it, it appears um, to me that the real trick in this is 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 the operating system in you know is 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 that complicated are there options out there I think you mentioned that that uh, Soulpad has an, an operating platform but um, does your platform if some of our listeners were looking to deploy your your energy storage with maybe a backup generator does your does your operating platform uh, take into account the many diverse generating assets and applications that are out there? Yes, and, and really to be able to service the market well, it's a good strategy to to incorporate that. So uh, Soulpad's system uh, really operates well with solar. I'm sorry, there's a bit of a <laughs> noise in the background, sorry. Um, but uh, it works optimally with solar uh, to be able to, again, collect all that uh, solar energy and use it at a time when you most need it. Uh, but in addition, you can you can actually charge from the grid if you so choose to be able to back up uh, again, maybe in times of of, of uh, uh, being able to do that in an inexpensive way or 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 provided whatever need you provide whatever need you've got. So I think it's best to actually be able to accommodate that whole landscape of supply. Uh, it's best used because uh, with solar because. Um, I think it gives a client much more freedom uh, to use the power in addition to the daytime when it's generated. So, um, so I think that that is is really the the best case scenario, if you will. Um, but our platform, you know, from a control system, does it all. Okay, for 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 somebody who, whether you're a business, you're, you're you want it for your house, you're you're looking at energy storage for whatever the reason. I, I assume that this is an easy application for existing facilities, right? It doesn't have to – you can go into a building that's been there and you can implement these systems fairly efficiently or, you know, what does that look like when you want to, you know, get away from conventional utility electrical supply and, and morph into, you know, a cleaner source of generating power along with, you know, your the energy storage platform that, that your company does so well. Can you talk about that a little bit? Such a, such a good question, Jamie. There are so many really well-qualified solar and 
uh, backup system installers in the, in the states. Um, the easiest way to to get these installed is to work with a local uh, solar installer or distributor um, and be able to combine solar panels with storage and hook them up to your utility meter and connect them into your breaker box in the proper manner. So um, the the way that that you would do this is 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 either in the on the internet or look up uh, local solar installers and 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 certainly read their reviews uh, and be able to sure. choose somebody that that uh, can work well with you um, who will come out and give you a quote and and then uh, work with you on the financing and and help you get hooked up for uh, for all of that uh, all of that hardware and connection and software uh, so that you're able to control it our particular sure. system which I think is a wonderful feature is you can control it off your phone. So it has a really nice app that allows you to see, you know, where your power generation is, what the status is, and, and able to move um, uh, control strategies from, say, the grid over to the solar or vice versa. And so uh, we offer the customer a lot of flexibility and training on how, how they might want to do that. I think the bigger question here, Terry, is what can't you do from your phone anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that convenience, right, is is something that uh, you know people are getting used to, right? You can control your sure. your uh, home security system. I was going to mention that's one of the applications that we see from businesses and homeowners uh, a strong desire to have is to have their security systems, and you know, a lot of folks that have sort of electronic controls in their house. Having all that backed up is is uh, something that they feel very strongly about. Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, we've we've talked about you know reasons why we need energy storage, and you, and you've mentioned, and and of course, you know, you're living it in California with you know natural disasters, the recent fires. You know, we've talked about the uh, you know the hurricanes and the exposure to um, different Mother Nature events. There's also you know the threat of Terrorist attacks, you know, that that could yeah. that could pose some problems with with our uh, distribution network, our, our our grid, if you will. So so those are significant reasons and drivers of why you would want to do this. And I think that you you mentioned it earlier in our conversation. It comes down to saving money and cost. And if you could just spend maybe one a, a minute talking about, I, I get everywhere is different, right? With with you know. We're one of the only countries in the world that runs our energy policy through our tax code, so it certainly is a significant <laughs> driver for for why you would do this. But just to talk to me in California, what what are what are the economic advantages? I mean, you talked about this significant rate increase going from fourteen cents, I think you said, uh, during the day to sixty cents uh, at at night. You know. Spend a minute on the on the econ- the economics of of this. I mean, there's some front end costs, but when you're when the arbitrage is, you're not paying that sixty cents. I mean, what what's the payback look like? And can you just spend a minute on that for our listeners? Yeah, it's a great question, Jamie. Generally, what we see in a state like California, and in many of the uh, you know the utilities that have a tiered structure, is the payback time can be as short as a few years. Generally, it's in the five to seven year range, um, and uh, depending again on you know what kind of utility hikes folks are looking at um, in their state or local 
um, supply chain, uh, it can it can be in that range easily. And certainly, as the future look for us out here in California, and again, some of the higher cost states, it, it's just going to continue to get shorter. Um, when, as you mentioned, the numbers that I I'd spoken of of my my own utility bill. Uh, you know, it's a four times increase in the evening versus the daytime, and it doesn't take long to to be able to, you know, add that up and see that for me and 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 many folks in in situations where, again, the evening structure is much more expensive than the daytime structure. Uh, you can pencil it out and 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 see that within a few years it pays back. I would say this though that one of the things we're also hearing is the energy. Uh, security of being able to back yourself up, it's tough to put a price tag on that we're hearing from people. You know, it's something that's sort of a, uh, uh, we just want this. Um, and again, for sure. storms and things where utility lines are vulnerable, um, it's tough to say what the payback time is to be able to have power, you know, sure. Um, sure. when things happen that you don't expect, right? So maybe that's priceless. I don't know. And the payback time is, 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 is instantaneous. It's sort of tough to say, right? Well, I, I saw a report that PG&E came out, their CEO came out uh, several months ago, but uh, fairly recently and said that the the outages ex- as experienced this year are likely to continue for another 10 or so years, which certainly bodes well for the energy storage industry and trying to ride through those events for uh, both the resident and the commercial institution. Absolutely. So, it is just a couple questions, and, and we, we're going to have to draw this to a close in the, you know in the next two to three minutes. But talk to me about the safety. Is is energy storage safe? I mean, it's been kind of a misnomer that energy storage, you know, batteries can be hazardous and dangerous. Can can you can you can you address that? That's a great question. Um, I'm going to get a little technically nerdy for a moment, if you don't mind. Sure. So, uh, in in Solpad's case. We've worked with a very large battery company that um, understands uh, safety, and each of our batteries is sleeved with uh, a mica sleeve, which is uh, heatproof and fireproof. And battery systems have to go through a tremendous amount of testing, like nails driven through them and uh, attempts to light them on fire. Our battery comes encased in a uh, uh, watertight and sealed aluminum box um, and uh, it cannot catch fire. I think batteries have gotten um, and, and, and there have been instances where there have been uh, issues but I believe the industry has matured quite a bit and, and, and taken the steps to uh, create safe products here. So and as I mentioned in our case working with a very large scale 60 year old battery company that has Really know, really knows the ropes, if you will. I think it's important to to ask those questions as you buy a system. Um, sure. What's been done to to make sure that 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 everything works well? Um, Underwriters Laboratory has to certify uh, batteries used in commercials, businesses, and homes. So there's tremendous amount of testing and and uh, proof that needs to be done. So I would uh, assure everybody that that those things are 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 taken care of. Um, I would mention in addition from, in Solpad's case, we have a load controller, which is, is also taking off, which manages uh, on-grid usage, but off-grid battery life. And so okay. that helps with control systems and understanding how 
how your battery's actually operating and and uh, and alerting should there be a problem of some kind or certainly worried about battery health, if you will. So our load controller, we added that to our product suite as an additional part of, of the management and control of the system. Okay. That wasn't, last qu- that wasn't too nerdy. <laughs> no, that wasn't too nerdy at all. That was fine. Uh, last question in uh, in 30 seconds or so. Um, is energy storage clean? Is, is, is it clean industry or is it... Uh, uh-huh. Is the end result a significant carbon footprint to create, you know, the storage systems? Can you, can you shed any light on it that? It is absolutely clean. Um, it has uh, not only, if you look at the energy payback, which is always a question about what energy is consumed to make systems versus uh, what they create. That's also in just a few short years that energy payback flips to a positive number. And if you look at the carbon uh, footprint savings, depending on your system size, um, and you can look this up on the internet, depending on the uh, kilowatt uh, kilowatt hour supply of your system, um, you're offsetting by factors of, of tens to hundreds, frankly. So well. it's one of the reasons, frankly, I've been so proud to be in this business. I think that it 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 has all of the potential to to help uh, take out uh, the carbon creation that we've done. That's fantastic. Well, Terry, thank you so much for your insight and your time. In uh, you, you're clearly an industry leader, and you've got a very exciting platform at Soulpad, and your products are uh, sound uh, amazing. Uh, we'd love love to hear how you how you're doing uh, as the year rolls out. 2020 could be a, a very big year in this industry. If, if our listeners want to reach out to you, how, how can they get more information from SoPad? Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, please visit, visit us on the internet, www.solpad.com, and you can find all kinds of information about our products and our services and uh, you can email us and we'll get back to you within a day uh, about anything that you'd like to know. And we really appreciate being part of this, Jamie. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for, for joining us. We're going to take a short break. And when we return, we'll examine how can clean energy and water be combined to produce a renewable source of water? And how is that such a big deal? More to come when we, when we come back. Please stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit GreenWave-Holdings.com for more information. 
The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to The Clean Energy Revolution. Before the break, we were visited. We were visiting with Terry Jester, CEO for Soulpad, an exciting new clean tech company. Uh, wow, what a great application! Now we're going to transition. We're going to we're going to we're going to examine the agriculture markets, and is there a need for clean energy? How about water? What if? Wait for it. What if both could come in one application to form the market potential? Let's let's investigate a few areas that are primed for clean energy or water supply, or both. Many farmers already produce renewable energy by growing corn to make ethanol. That's nothing new. It's been done for some time. An increasing number of farmers and ranchers are now adding to their incomes by harvesting the wind that blows across their land to make electricity. And new options are becoming available every day. Renewable energy and farming simply is a winning combination. Currently, there's wind, there's solar, there's biomass energy. All can be harvested forever, providing farmers with long-term source of income. Renewable energy can be used on a farm to replace other fuels, or in some cases, sold as a cash crop. The amount of energy from the sun that reaches the earth each day is staggering. It's enormous. All the energy stored in Earth's reserves of coal, oil, and natural gas is equal to only about 20% or only about 20 days of sunshine. And, and, and that statistic's been out there for a while. But, but what we don't talk about often, and certainly not often enough, what about water? Let's think about that for a minute. I mean, an interesting observation as I looked into to this uh, water, renewable energy, agriculture, future of water, etc. Water and agriculture is is how difficult it is to 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 generalize about water. It's hard to just make a blanket observation and, and a discussion point with agriculture and water. Almost any statement would require qualification. There's so many different market sectors within agriculture, so many different water needs. For an example, while we can say that water is one of the most abundant resources on Earth, we know that less than 1% of total water supply is reliably available for human consumption. 
Water is a liquid for the most part, but it, but it also can be a solid and a vapor. Drinking water is certainly essential for human survival. But oddly enough, water-related illnesses are the most common health threat in the developing world. An estimated 25,000 people die every day as a, as a result of water-related sickness. Competition among agriculture industry and cities for limited water supply is already constraining the development efforts in many countries and in many states here in our country. As populations expand and economies grow, the competition for limited supplies will intensify and so will conflicts among water users. What we're not even addressing here is what about pollution? How's that fracking industry work with water supply? Despite water shortages, misuse of water is widespread. Small communities in large cities, farms and in industries, developing countries and industrialized economies are all mismanaging water resources. Surface water quality is deteriorating in key basins from urban and industrial wastes. We see this here in our own country. We don't have to go to a third world to see this. Groundwater is polluted from surface sources and irreversibly damaged by the intrusion of saltwater. Overexploited aquifers are losing their capacity to hold water and lands are subsidizing. Cities are unable to provide adequate drinking water and, and sanitation facilities. Water logging and sanitation are diminishing the, pr the productivity of irrigated land. Decreasing water flows are reducing hydroelectric power generation, pollution assimilation, and fish and wildlife habitats. habitats. Agriculture is not only the world's largest water user in terms of volume, it is also a relatively low value, low efficiency, in a highly subsidized water use user. These facts are forcing governments and donors to rethink the economic, social, and environmental implications of large publicly funded and operated irrigation projects. In the past, domestic spending for irrigation dominated agriculture budgets in countries throughout the world. For instance, in 1940, 80% of Mexico's public expenditures in agriculture have been for irrigation projects. In China, Indonesia, and Pakistan, irrigation has absorbed more than half of the agriculture investment. In India, in India it's about 30% of all public investment has gone into irrigation. It's amazing. Today, agriculture is often unable to compete economically for scarce water. Cities and industries, industries can't afford to pay more for water and earn a higher economic rate of return from a, uni a unit of water that does agriculture. For most economists, water flows uphill to money. The irony is that irrigated agriculture is expected to produce much more in the future while using less water than it uses today. At present, 2.4 billion people depend on irrigated agriculture for jobs, food and income, some 55% of all wheat and rice output 
is irrigated. Over the next 30 years, an estimated 80% of additional food supplies required feed required to feed the world will, will depend on irrigation. This water dilemma to produce more in a sustainable way with less water points to the, de- to the need for demand management mechanisms to reallocate existing supplies, encourage more efficient use, and promote more equitable access. Policymakers, most times are a joke, but they need to establish a structure of incentives, regulations, permits, restrictions, and penalties that will help guide, influence, and coordinate how people use water. I simply don't have time to digest this properly, so we will carry this over to a future show. However, we found a solution. The core technology powering a hydro panel that produces water by solar is a solar-powered and infrastructure-free drinking water solution that can be utilized to help irrigate and offset the agriculture needs that, as we just went through, are on the rise and are impacting costs, jobs, and supply. This hydro panel is a non-extractive water resource that is powered by an integral combination of solar photovoltaic and a high efficiency solar thermal. The electric and thermal power is used to produce a high purity water in a modified cycle, even in some of the driest desert conditions in the world. The technology I'm talking about operates 100% independent of an electrical grid and creates renewable drinking water with just sunlight and air as inputs, that's it. The technology can produce water in relative humidity even below 10%. Even below 10%. This process is made possible by the combination of thermal thermal dynamics, material science, and controls technology. When water vapor is absorbed, the water molecules are taken into the molecules of the substance, often resulting in physical changes, such as increased volume. Color, boiling point, temperature, and viscosity can also change. When water vapor is absorbed, the water molecules molecules remain on the surface of the material. And this is the technology that can drive real advancement and real solution. into this much-needed application. Again, there's so much more to discuss on this water, and we're going to dive in in a a future episode. But now we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we're going to wrap up this episode with a riveting and challenging final exam contest with recent guests, Colton Cooper and Chris Yerko. It's going to be riveting. Please stay tuned. Follow. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to The Clean Energy Revolution. We have been discussing solar and energy storage, uh, the water dilemma, we didn't get to how some current politicians have clean energy future all figured out, but we will next week. Now it's time to take a fresh look into how well our recent guests have been paying attention to the subject matter and the market of clean energy. It's time now for the first ever clean energy final exam. We're going to ask our contestants about recent events torn from the transcripts of this show and also recent headlines. We're going to find out how much they really know. Joining us today are our very first contestants for the final exam. This final exam will reoccur throughout the series of this show. Let me introduce Colton Cooper and Chris Yurko with GreenWave. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Jamie. Good morning. Okay, so let's, let's just dive right into this. So, so let me go over the rules. Here are the rules. I'm going to ask the question, and each of you will have to ring your imaginary buzzer or simply say buzz. The, the first okay. one of you to buzz in our specially made clean energy imaginary buzzers, buzzers gets to answer the question. If you, get all, if you get the question right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you lose a point. Best of five wins. Are you gentlemen ready? I'm ready. Uh, we'll we'll find out. Are, are your buzzers yeah, working? Good luck, Chris. Yeah, yeah, buzz. Yeah, okay, I think we're, we're ready. All right, first question. Here we go. First question. The, the unofficial pop culture investigative reporter for the Clean Energy Revolution in recent episodes stated that from episode four, the original Star Wars movie, Luke Skywalker's home planet, i.e. the desert planet, 
has two suns, prime conditions for solar. What was the name of that planet? Buzz. Okay. I think it's Mr. Cooper. Is it Tatooine? That's it. That's it. One, one yeah. for Colton. Chris, one is your buzzer working? T- at the tip of my tongue, yeah. My buzzer's not working, I think. Okay. Well... <laughs> Well, since we had a since we had a malfunction with our our super secret <laughs> and specialized buzzer mechanism, let's ask a second question based on the same topic. In the Star Wars series, there is a tremendous energy hog that has a that is a mobile state space station and has a planet killing laser. What is the name Buzz. of this energy hog? <laughs> Buzz now. Uh oh. Okay, star. Chris. Buzz is Death, Death Star. All right. You got it. I thought it was, what is the Death Star? Yeah, there you go. What is a Death Star? Well, we could, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll have to ask the judges. We, we might need to clarify that in next week's rules if we're going to play the Je- Jeopardy rules. All right. On, okay. on, we'll call it a tie right now, one to one. On to question two. The first episode, in the first episode of this show, we talked about what is the easiest and best investment platform in clean energy that only takes 15 minutes to complete the investment? What would that be? Buzz. Chris. What is the uh, Opportunity Zone Fund? Oh, fantastic. Well, you, you have really been paying attention. <laughs> hey, I never miss a show. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to question three. This is going to be the tough. This is a tough one. I'm just telling you. In the recent Democratic debate, what leading candidate took this, this position on climate change? This candidate has pr- proposed the most sweeping and costly climate change plan in the field. One that would cost somewhere around $16 trillion. He has climate rallies with fellow high-profile high Green New Deal advocate, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This candidate Bye. argued that the, moderate, the moderators and his opponents were looking at the issue on too small of a scale and that perhaps even too small for the Green New Deal. Which candidate took this position? Buzz. Buzz. Okay. Colton, I think buzzed in first. <laughs> Is it Mr. Bloomberg? Oh, that's wrong. We're going to have to take a point away from Mr. Colton. I, I, I think I've got this. I think I've got this. Okay. You ready? Yes. Right. Uh, that would be uh, Bernie Sanders. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Darn, that was my best. Feel the burn there, huh? Colton. Well, boy, I'll tell I you what, Chris is... Trump, right? <laughs> Chris is pulling away here. <laughs> Chris is pulling away here. All right, true or false? We have two left. True or false? In a recent article by The Motley Fool, there are two winners and two losers in renewable energy in the latest federal budget. Are the identified segments true or false? A winner, onshore wind power. The PTC for wind power projects has been stepped down in in value in recent years and was set to roll off the books soon. Under current, under current law, wind farms had to begin construction by the end of 2019 and enter service by the end of 21 to claim the last available tier for the PTC. 
Under the new tax extension, projects can begin construction by the end of 2020, a full year later, and be eligible for the PTC. They still must enter service by the end of 21. That's the first point. That's the winner. The loser, small-scale solar power. Solar power projects benefit from a different type of subsidy called the investment tax credit, which allows for a portion of the total investment cost to be claimed as a tax benefit. Projects that begin construction by the end of 2019 can claim a 30% deduction. The benefit then steps down to 26% by 2020, drops to 21% in 2021, and finally reduces to 10% in 2022. Under mm-hmm. under current law, large-scale solar projects can claim 10% benefit in years after 22, but the ITC phases out completely for small-scale solar projects. Lawmakers left the phase-out intact. Are these statements true or false? Buzz. Chris. I'm going to say those are true. Boy, I tell you what, you, you have been doing your homework. That is a correct answer. <laughs> that is a correct answer. I want to thank Colton for helping me look good. <laughs> no, I would say those are somewhat. I would say those are somewhat of uh, you know an opinion, opinionated answer. But yeah, we'll stick with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, I just got a ruling from the from the judges for the final exam, and and it it was a clear winning winning answer by Chris, Mister Yurko. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. Last question. We'll call this winner take all. Winner take all. Oh wow. Yeah, this is the this is the big one. Before yeah, being before being elected to con- Congress, Alexandria Ortazio. Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat for New York, held what position or what was her profession prior to becoming a lawmaker representing New York in the United States Congress? Buzz, Buzz. Buzz. Chris. Uh, She was a bartender. She was a bartender. She was. (laughs) You know, you just, Colton maybe has just got a little bit slow on the timing because his buzzer hasn't been going off as fast, but... Yeah, it looks like we have a clear we have a clear winner, Mr. Yurko, the first final exam winner. How does that? Well, feel? I want to thank I want to thank you because I I now got a little taste of what it feels like to be Ken Jennings. So th- thank you very much. <laughs> well, in a score nice. five to nothing, it doesn't really give us the feel of what a tight race this was today. I thank now, you, Colton gentlemen. Did get Tatooine, by the way. What's that? Colton did get Tatooine, by the way. He did. He did. Just saying. But then he had a wrong answer that, that invalidated that. Uh. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen, for, for, for your support and in, in your astute attention into clean energy. That concludes this Thank episode you. of the Clean Energy Revolution. Our show is about the listeners. We are here for the listeners. Is why we are here. And it's why this show is so important. Connect with me on my on my website, www.thecleanenergyrevolution.com, or at or on my email, Jamie at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Please join us next week. We'll take a we'll take a deeper dive into the water technology that we talked about today. Look forward to look forward to being back next week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the Clean Energy Revolution. 
Please join your host, Jamie Krinsky, again next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.